of the machine. Welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin. And I am Craig. I wanted to take a slower approach to the last episode we did for seven. I was like, Men of the Machine again. And like, I just hit it. Slowing down. I'm wearing my favorite sweater. I'm wearing my comfy booze PJ pants. Got a glass of Cavassier and a lit cigar, as you can clearly see. You yes, can, I can see that. You can hear the crackle of the cigar, and I'm ready to just relax. That's exactly. See, I just lit it. I was. I hadn't lit it yet, and I just lit it. I'm ready to just read a little bit of Watchmen. We'll talk about what I just read and a little bit of Watchmen. But first, there's a funny YouTube channel I like where they do. They they move their butts whenever they say. But first, let's do a little. Let's do a little thought experiment. A little word association. Okay. All right. Some of them should be easy. Some of them should be hard. I just want to see where your mind's at before we get into this. All right. So, drink. Uh, booze. Travel. Uh, Amsterdam. Cool. Good one. Good one. Work. Uh, boats. Okay. Night. Day. Okay. Doctor. Manhattan. All right. The. Is. <laughs> Prepositions are. I like it. Okay. Uh, and how about watch? Men. Oh, what were you doing? You nailed it. I mean, you missed one. Should have been Night Owl. And it should have been The Comedian. But you did great. You did really good. Otherwise, the rest of them, flawless throughout. I really appreciate There's it. There's only, like, Manhattan's the only one where it's like, oh, we're doing a Watchmen thing. Then I immediately forgot but, it. But was I? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I was. But well, was I? Did I ever tell you about that one scene in the game this is the police where you're uh, a police chief and like uh all right yeah you, you're uh, the mayor tells you you have to go get a psych evaluation for some reason and mm. so uh i may have said this in another episode but i'm gonna keep with it because i'm okay. already it, repetition it. is my game because it has to do with you know rorschach drawings and uh the psychiatrist shows you them and it shows you in the order of like oh a woman and a man are talking. Now they're fighting. They're in front of a Christmas tree. He hits her. The Christmas tree falls over. And... Yeah, you did tell us. Of, or us. Well, technically us. Yeah, you yeah know that, that's I true. I don't feel silly for saying us. You told us uh, about that on the episode uh, six where we go through uh, Rorschach's life. Oh, that life. was only two episodes ago. Two episodes ago is a month ago, though. Yeah, my... Uh... Yeah, that's true. Not, not, you know, it was the first episode of, of January. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know, pretty good time. My yeah. uh, my memories. Uh, I'm in my thirties. It's uh, oh, my memory's gone. I mean, like I'm knocking on dementia's door. Wait, is it dementia or Alzheimer's that takes your memory? Uh, or both? Both. Okay. Dementia is like becoming adult and not being clear, and Alzheimer's is actually like forgetting things or regressing or. You don't know what the time right. is. All, all time. I'm not. I'm not a medical right, expert. Right. Right. Not doctors. Not. Not, not, not a real not doctor. doctor. Uh, not a doctor podcast. I feel. I if I remember correctly, I know Alzheimer's is the one where like every day is a new day and you start forgetting all your shit and yeah. it's like scary. Dementia, I believe, is the one where you literally forget who you are. Ooh. Like I, I, I one of them. One of them I know is distinct for making you forget who you are. Like you don't remember your wife, you don't remember your kids, you don't remember your job. Like you, you forget you. And the other one is just like you can't hold anything anymore. You're kind of, I don't know which is which. Not a real doctor. Not a real doctor. But 
DJ would probably be able to tell us in some yeah. form. He's probably dealt with hamster dementia a time or two in his life. Gerbils. I always do that. I yeah. want him. I want him to have worked with hamsters. Yeah, but gerbils a lot easier because they breed like rabbits and they eat their young. Well, that that part doesn't help. It's the breeding like rabbits. That doesn't that make help. it easier. If <laughs> no. anything, that makes it harder. Don't I mean, form an attachment to the baby. That's uh, that's common for uh, less um, uh, sentient animals. You think cavemen ate their babies? I mean, if it came out dead, maybe. I'm like, Ew. yeah. They have to run 16 hours or some bullshit to chase down, like, a, a horse to Ugh. kill it and eat it. Ugh. Like, we're not fast creatures. Endurance is our game. Yeah, because we can sweat, so we don't, you know, have to stop and pant, so... Do you know, I heard about uh, that's how the Aborigines hunt kangaroo. Oh. They literally chase them for, you know, hours on end. And you can still take breaks and stuff. It's just you can't like sit down and have a cup of joe. Yeah. But they'll it's like chase Jim. Them. It's your turn to chase <laughs> yeah. it. Go. I need a breather. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll chase it for for a few hours. They'll just keep going, keep going, keep going. Every time they catch up to it, it tries to run away. Yada yada. And then when the kangaroo lays down like to rest, at, you you give it a break. When it lays down to rest, its body literally stiffens. All of its joints seize up because they can't. I don't know, something in their body isn't meant to do that. And they scoop it up and, and kill it. Mm. Which is just horrifying. so terrifying to oh, be yeah. that kangaroo. Like, you can't do... It's not, they don't die from the exhaustion. Their body just seizes. And I'm sure if you gave them long enough, they would relax and they'd get away. But and you just grab it. You just... You don't get, you're like, my, do, do they just throw it right on the fire? Do, do they cut its face off? Just the face. Just face. Just, the face. <laughs> just a face to prove a point. I don't oh, know these faces are raw. Oh, they're raw. They're meant to be cooked. That is disgusting. You know me. I like my sex like I like my cookie dough. Raw. <laughs> raw. <laughs> that was me. My son. I don't know where I sent that. But, uh, you know, kangaroo faces, banging raw, hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, so. That's the saying. Uh, we're gonna talk about chapter 8 of Watchmen, Old Ghosts, uh, which I, I know we're on chapter 8, but it feels like we barely cracked halfway. Yeah. I mean, we did, we cracked it and then some, but God, these things are, this book is lengthy. But that means only three left after today. Moving on up. Anyways, this, uh, No, uh, 9, 10, 11, 12. Right. Four. Right. You know what? I did it in like math numbers. Like, hey, what's not twelve minus nine? Like, oh, three. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're three. But no, you gotta ancient Chinese secret. Yeah. For some reason, counting actual things feels yeah. differently than doing straight math. Yeah. It's like when people when when half... it's like gay math. It's gay math. Yeah. That's what it is. Gay math, y'all. Uh, what was it say? We went through. Um... Cameron gave me at work uh, two flags. Uh, if I wanted to hang them, one is. Uh, you know, the pride flag, it's just a rainbow. And the other one's uh, transgendered pride, which is like two blue bars on top, two pink bars, and a white bar yep. through the center. And I was like, yeah, of course I'll take them. Why not? I, I love, you know, all this stuff. I support whatever. I don't give a shit. So I started put them up. Actually, I have a little Chewbacca uh, candy jar at my desk. So I, in each hand of Chewbacca is one of those. And then he's wearing a checker hat, like a black and white checkered hat that says, uh, says, oh yeah, on the top. Is it oh yeah or... or yeah, boy, or something like that. Real 90s hat. And I put that on him. He looks awesome. That does um, sound awesome. But I went online and looked up because I was talking to him. There's so many. Oh, yeah. So many. And I yeah. don't know half of them. There's a, a 
the gay, gay pride flag, mm-hmm. the lesbian pl- pride flag, the transgender pride flag, the genderqueer pride flag, the asexual pride flag, the gender fluid pride flag, mm-hmm. and now some group will hate me because I can't remember what the last one is. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, Did I say asexual? Yes. Okay, then. And yeah. they do, like, subsections, too. Like, there's a... Uh, there's even more? Yeah, there's a... I li- mean, good for them, but... Lipstick lesbian has their own flag. Oh. Yeah, which I had to ask what that was. Oh, that's a pretty lesbian. It's the woman, it's the feminine yeah, lesbian. Yeah, it's a girl, yeah, yeah, as opposed to, you know, And Bush. they get their own flag, which is pretty cool. There's um, a flag for supporters of various ones. Like, if you're an, a, uh, I think one was, like, non-binary supporter. Like, non-binary, like, that's no, what I forgot. Sorry, um, non-binary there people. Go. There's ones for, like, individual fetishes. Oh, and I forgot and, intersex. Oh. There's a lot of them, yeah. dude. So I was looking, and I was like, forgive me cam cameron's the one who gave me the flags and who i was at talking to about it i was like forgive me i don't know what 90 percent of these mean like i i just don't know he's like that's fine do you want a flag of them if i ever get them i was like yes i'll put the flag all the fricka because i just don't care i don't need to know them but i don't need to and most people out there don't need to know them either they just choose to hate as opposed to Eh, not a political podcast. Not a right? political podcast. I'm sorry, I just, I got into it with a guy at work today, and it's just like, you don't even know what they are, and yet you're denying them, so just don't, you're, fine. See, the, the big problem is, there's science out there, and it's like, gender theory is real. You know what? Oh, no, it's not. You know I don't believe in science. You know what's really messed up? I was gonna say, not a political podcast, but... Science shouldn't be yeah. poli- not a political po- like you have to still science isn't political if you disagree with science I'm sorry you're wrong go fuck yourself most likely wrong you know sometimes science is wrong sometimes hey there's only one thing that can beat science and that's better science and Jesus and Jesus right, you'll see when okay. you're burning in the afterworld I mean and I'm up there sitting pretty no I'll totally be burning <laughs> yeah I'm not going hey, anywhere hell is where the cool kids go. Yeah, man, that's where we smoke cigarettes and do kickflips in the gymnasiums. So. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing kickflips kick with Satan kiss, all day. I'm going to do kickflips. <laughs> yeah, kickflips with Satan, y'all. Oh, that, that's 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 my official position, kickflips with Satan. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's, Should we get a kickflips with Satan fr- pride flag? Yes. And it's like Bart Simpson with horns, like doing a kickflip over the curb? I want that now. Oh, Please, great. if we have any artistic... Uh, yeah. listeners, I almost called them viewers. Does Jason Please. know how to draw? I'm assuming he's the only listener. Even though I've had people tell me they listen, F them all. It's Jason. Okay, Jason, if you yeah. can draw a Devil Bart Simpson doing a kickflip and put it on a flag, yeah. which we you can pick the colors behind it. Take yeah. some creative license there, but <laughs> the rest of it's got to be on point. All right, anyways, 10 minutes in. Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> so, uh, chapter 8 called Old Ghosts is uh, starts off about... This isn't one of those issues that has a specific purpose. I mean, it does. Obviously, everyone does. But I mean, uh, we did our Night Owl one. We did our Rorschach one. Like, this one starts with Hollis Mason, but it's not necessarily the Hollis Mason issue. I feel like we'll go into this more detail later on, but this feels like they are setting up the endgame. Right. Yes, because they give away some stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, if you've already read these or watched the... Actually, no, the movie would... No, if you watch the movie, you wouldn't even know. So the movie would help because um, we actually flirted with the idea of doing a podcast like this, and we're going to probably end up just doing it here on Men of the Machine, is uh, learning stuff through cultural osmosis and then seeing what you experience when you actually visit the work yourself. 
the Watchmen movie was so uh, intense with the way they changed the ending that it turned into a lot of people being like, well, what is the ending? And people like me, if you, back in 2009 when that movie came out, right? Yep. Yeah. If you were my friend at all, you spent about three months hearing me go, ah, they didn't fucking do the ending, and I told everyone what the real ending was, and I'm sure that it happened. Oh, yeah, like, you know. I mentioned it. I watched the movie first. That was my first introduction to Watchmen, yeah. and because of that, I was like, well, what was the comic about? And then I got to the end, I'm like, that's the ending? Right. That's so different from the movie. So that's one of those things that I feel, you know, even without... Fully knowing Watchmen, if you're reading this or listening to us talk about this, because we've already spoiled it like six or seven or eight or nine times. Possibly. Probably. Um, I admit nothing. Yeah, well, f I plead the fifth. Uh, fifth! You'd be aware of most of the cues. Like, you know that Russia isn't the bad guy in this yeah. book, even though it would lead you to believe communists are the root of all evil. But yeah, there's like specific six panels that when we get to them, give away the ending. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And... I don't even remember them. Yeah, I don't I've either. read this book like, I can comp, no, I'm not going to act like I've read it as much as I've watched The Office, but I've read this book probably a good five or six times before this, and I straight up don't remember that page at all. I read it and I was like, what is, yeah. what? There's two things that I remember from this chapter from when I first read it, and that was the prison break mm -hmm. and the Hollis fight. Right. Everything else, I was like, oh, Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the prison break is um, very different than the way the movie showed it. Now, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to talk about the movie today. We're saving that for a separate cast. But that scene takes up a half this book, and it's not even close. But it's good in this book. Yeah. Uh, but I can see... We'll get there. So it starts with um, a conversation between Hollis and Sally, who is actually Sally this time. And I'm mm. not accidentally calling Lori... Sally this yeah. time. And it's actually nice. Sally. Yeah. That feels nice. Uh, he calls her, and, you know, the, the way it chooses to show them is by never showing them. It's all, like, what they're looking at, what's in their room, and obviously the speech bubbles, you can tell. But, you know, Hollis is, is his trophy of the original night owl. It's a bronze night owl that says ingratitude in on it. Ingratitude. Sitting on his desk, and he's on the phone, and he's in, like, this dinky apartment. And then the other one of Sally is this fancy bottle of cologne. Or... Nostalgia. Perfume. Nostalgia by yeah. Ozzy Mendez. And uh, it's this beautiful bottle in this really nice house with pictures all on the wall. And they're talking back and forth basically as, uh, you know, oh, you're finally calling me all these years in the future. And you're finally calling me, Mr. Hollis. Do you want to get in me? And he's like, oh, come <laughs> on now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm gonna, too old to get I'm it I'm just up. a mechanic, okay? Nut these nuts and bolts are all I'm working with. And, yeah. yeah, I look underneath other hoods. Yeah, I'd love to use my dipstick to check your oil, Sally. <laughs> but unfortunately, as we find out at the end of this page, He's, or the next page, he's calling long distance, and back then, long distance was a real thing. Yeah. I told DJ, actually, I told the whole group chat this, but I'm going to say it again. I want to get Kevin Smith rich, and what I consider that to be was Kevin Smith did not know that long distance calls didn't cost money anymore. Oh, yeah. He was, it was education, and he's talking, they're talking about um, why flamingos are pink, and he was trying to, uh, education Andy, professor education Andy, was trying to talk about, um, can they be blue if you feed them foods that would, you know, create that, like blueberries to have whatever this is in them? Anyways, he calls the zoo, and Kevin Smith's like, 
you friggin' took time out of your day to call the zoo? And he's like, yeah, it, was, it took me two minutes. He's like, that must have cost you a pretty penny to call them. And he's like, what do you, no, I just dialed them up. He's like, yeah, but that's long distance, ain't it? That's a few hours away. He's like, it's a 1-800 number. And long distance calling spring, Kevin Smith's like, what? Like, wait, I'm sorry, excuse me? Because I, I thought you needed a card or a plan. And, like, it was so ridiculous. And that's the kind of rich I want to be where utilities are no longer something I consider. Like, I don't want to know the price of gas. I just want to know the person filled my car for me. Yeah. That's rich. I mean, that's not even that rich, to be fair. That's like making 200000 a year, 300000 a year, when that'll no longer matter to me. But that's when I'll know I'll made it look like we made it. Like when you have your chauffeur, you know, fill up the tank. That's... I, well, no, I don't want a chauffeur because I want to drive because I, I love driving nice cars. But they're going to be sitting there, and they're pumping the gas, all right? I'm not gas gonna... attendant, get out of the back seat. Yeah, get out of here. It'll probably be a friend. It'll be an entourage situation. It'll be Turtle. Turtle. I was yeah. about to, I was about... Yeah. He's the only one I can name. Albert will be my Turtle. and I'll be... Yeah, I don't know the other people's names at all. And he'll get out, he'll pump my gas for me, and I'll say, thank you, and I'll toss him a 20 and be like, doesn't even matter to me. There's <laughs> nothing. Well, it was more than 20, Mr. Kevin. No, that'll be his tip. Oh. Right, because he'll swipe the card. It'll oh, go yeah. on my, it'll, obviously, it'll go on my black card, my mm. American, that's what the ballers have, and I'll be a baller. I just want to imagine Albert calls you Mr. Kevin. I would like that. But he'll say it in like a really racist, Spanish, like, uh, maid type, <laughs> and, and then I'll have to whip him. Yeah. Which will be fine, because I'll be whipping him with a whip made of $100 bills, and any bill that falls off of it, he can have. I'm, I'm almost tempted like right yeah, like if the end of the whipped where the cast tails are if that was like you know hundred dollar bill sticking out of the bound leather so that it, when i'm whipping you if the hundred dollar bill pops off you're like that's yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah is it worth it no probably not probably but you not. also shouldn't have been racist and used a mexican uh, you know stereotypical voice to tell me that the gas was full but is it racist seeing as he's the white guy serving a mexican man yes Oh, yeah, you're right. Unless I ask him to. That's true. Yeah, okay, that's the clear. So anyways, Hollis. So Hollis is uh, talking back and forth and basically saying, hey, did you notice the news last night? Because it looks like there was a fire and someone in a cool shit busted him out. And she's playing dumb. She's like, oh, what are you talking about? Was it the young night owl? He's like, where it is, she has a, uh, or he has a girl with her. And then she's a bitch. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's slut. <laughs> yeah, she she says, uh, you know, uh, Lori, but she hated yada yada. And then she goes, living with him a week after John splits? Jesus, fast work. Comes right down oh, after. We know things about shamer. you, Sally, okay? Yeah. You have no right. But again, pot meat kettle. <laughs> nice. I, who did I hit that with today? I burned somebody with that today. Oh, Edwin. Uh, Edwin was talking about how sarcastic Jake can be when Edwin is the most sarcastic man I've ever met in my life. And I said to him, this seems like a situation of the pot calling the kettle black. And then, yeah, it was funny and he had his own thing. Anywho, she, see, I did it. That's the thing I was Oh, I heard it. It's the click. And I'm trying to stop. I'm trying really hard, but it's these hoggies. Is this how you're right here? The teeth yeah. makes me have to do mouth motions. Oh, my problem right now is I have a um a uh... genital wart. No. Okay. Just that. Hey, I just I thought you were filling the space so I could. It guess. is a cold sore. I think that. Yeah. Canker sore. Canker sore. There I don't we go. Know the difference. 
Cold sores on the outside, canker sores on the inside. One makes you forget things. The other makes you forget who you are. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. And it, it's hard to talk and eat with it. Cold mencha and canker simers. <laughs> canker <-simers. laughs> That's yes, what it I, is. Yeah. I have a case of the canker simers. Yeah, classic. So he's telling... We haven't even gotten past the first page. <laughs> no. Okay, so... They're, like I said, they're talking and basically going over like, wow, can you believe they're out there doing this stuff again? Ever make you think, oh yeah, it does. Oh, I remember when we were you know, suited up and kicking ass. Oh, should we do it again? Oh, you're crazy. Just kind of general chit-chat about their youth and not really... It's one of those small talk conversations where you're not saying anything, but you're still catching up with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so they're having a good time. And then... Nixonomics. Yeah, and they make fun of how expensive stuff is, and she's she has the audacity to be like, "Yeah, Nixonomics, we're all feeling a pinch." While she's getting a pan a pedicure. Wow, an Acme manicure. Yeah, like Looney Tunes. I, I'm not sure if that's actually a real company. Yeah, but if it's but Acme was the thing that Wiley Coyote yeah. used. Yep. So is this just a fake one? Is this cheeky? Is he being cheeky? He's probably being cheeky. Classic, Alan. Dude, this this. There's a lot of cheek in this chapter. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Especially when we get to the end with the uh, the um, frontiersman. Right. Oh, God. So, yeah, it was just catching up, and they're talking, you know, about what it was like, and, oh, you're reminiscing, and yada, yada, and she's just like, okay, take care. And you see uh, kids get, oh, he says, I'll, maybe I'll put on my costume and go out and, uh, you know, scare people for Halloween. Oh, these, goes, we'll see these kids later on. The yep, ones three the kids. There's a black kid in a devil costume. Which, oh, so he's Will Smith. I was going to say he was Bart Simpson because I didn't want to be racist. But what you did's cool. Well, it's cool. Well, well there's a, a movie that... Uh, oh, right. That Will Smith was the shirt, yeah, Jimi yeah. Hendrix, yeah. yeah. He was the devil. It, it, I, I, I was just, listening to podcasts about that movie and it's... Movie Mastery did it, right? Yep. I want to... I, okay, I'm going to listen to that at work. Yeah, it, it's a pretty good episode. But okay. there's like only two black actors and they're like, oh, there's another black actor. And of course... He's the devil. <laughs> like, what the fuck movie? I want to watch that really bad. Like, I know the movie doesn't have a good reputation, but I want to watch it. Oh, I think they gave it like this four or five. Oh, wait, they, out they, of, what do they go to, ten? Yeah, okay. they each give it like zero out of five, and then they combine their scores for uh, zero out of ten. Wow, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Hmm. So, uh, there's the black devil kid, there's a white kid dressed up like a pirate, which is a theme throughout this universe. Pirate stories are the biggest thing ever. And then there's a clansman. Definitely not a ghost. <laughs> uh, especially earlier when it shows him getting ready, and is straight up, that's that's a white hood. Like, oh yeah. That, that's not a ghost. <laughs> but yes, a ghost. Um, and they're going out trick-or-treating, because it's Halloween, it's October 31st. Oh damn it. Missed this outline, the, the couple outline. Yep, another There's one. There's another one. One of my favorite things about this chapter, and it's done it a couple times in the past, but it does it a lot in this chapter, is it will lay out an entire sing, scene, sorry, amongst three three panels, four panels. Oh yeah, whatever. that happens a lot in this chapter. And it'll just allow the words to tell you kind of how it's moving, but the scene in the background will be identical. Like later you'll see uh, they're down in Night Owl's uh, basement and... It's all one scene, but each panel is where Lori is in specific. So you, everything in the background stays the same as this big overarching scene. It's really cool. But anyways, we get Black Freighter comes back. Oh, yeah. And of course, it's at a time when the piece of shit newsstand guy who thinks he knows everything, who says my least favorite thing he said so far in this, but he's talking about how 
Uh, he brings up the Nova Express's Spirit of 77, which is the most recent article they wrote up about uh, uh, masked heroes and like Dr. Manhattan and all that shit. And he's talking about how everything's kind of like it was, you know, anarchy in the streets before the masked heroes came to save the day. Huzzah. And he talks about how happy he is that his wife Rosa ain't alive to see it because she done died. And their anniversary is Sunday, October 27th. Oh, okay, so today is the 27th. It's not New Year's yet. Or New Year's, <laughs> Halloween yet. And uh, she's just talking about how, he, or he's just talking about how crazy it was. But my least favorite thing he says is he's looking through the Gazette, right? And he says, have a nice day. And the guy that he sold the paper to was just, Stonewall didn't really want anything to do with him. And he goes, huh, preoccupied type, probably a teacher thinking about algebra, relativity, whatever. What do the guys, what do those guys know about life? World's going crazy. They don't even notice. (laughs) Why is he taking a dig at teachers? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm asking both that man and Alan Moore. Like, I don't really under, maybe it was just to show that this guy is like. I don't think Alan Moore believes that, but I think like, this is that America has a very big anti-intellectual streak where they think oh i'm a common man i'm a man of the people man of the dirt i, I know what's hammer. going on like yeah. there should be more people like me it's like real men should come home with dirt under their nails and you're like like you, you're talking about in the spirit of the Watchmen universe not real life because this isn't a political podcast oh no no not you're talking about in this yeah yeah okay yeah, sure. yes, yeah in, in this because not a political podcast right so in this that's how they feel um yeah, and that's probably what that's pointing out. Just oh, like and, uh, a guy who's, you know, making his money one day at a time on the corner. He really, he gets life. Yeah, yeah that's true. Good did, point. Did you notice uh, who the customer was? Uh, I noticed. Oh, now yeah. I do. It's the psychologist. I, yes, it is. I didn't even look at him. And he's wearing a helmet now. No, I think it's a hat. It's a helmet. Okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. It's probably a hat, but it looks like a helmet. But yeah, no, I didn't notice that. It only shows you his face in one panel, and my God, is he sullen. Good. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Anyways, uh, now we get the Black Freighter again, uh, and he's basically very over-the-top explaining that the thoughts of his wife being brutally murdered is kind of putting him putting him at pause, kind of making him go, maybe I shouldn't be sailing anymore. This is kind of scaring me, like... I got eaten by a shark almost. All my people are dead. My raft is made out of dead corpses and shark corpses. And, like, I ate a seagull and, oh, what's going on with me? Like, he's really... Oh, it even says, actually. He says, finally faced with horrors, both intolerable and unavoidable, I chose madness. Like, he finally gave in to the fact that oh, yeah, his situation he's crazy. is... Oh, it's gone. His situation is He's cray cray. Bitch be tripping. Oh, this is that panel I was talking about. You're down in his lair. And it's just Laurie talking kind of to him in a way that's like, you know, oh, oh by the way, Laurie's the worst. She's, she says it right here, you know, because they're planning the escape. The end of last issue was him going, after they banged it out, of course, yep. was him going, we got to spring Rorschach out. So she's pointing out, this is insanity. We're young lovers. The world could end tomorrow. And how are we spending a Sunday evening? We're planning a bust a homicidal maniac out of Sing Sing. That's the name of the prison. And she's going through and she's kind of basically just judging him over and over. Like, how could we do this? This is so ridiculous. And he's like, well, 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 hold on. Been a lot of attacks in a real short time. We got to figure out why. 
nukes are about to start flying. And then he was like, I have all this stuff. He was like, it makes no sense that, oh, Dr. Manhattan causes all these people to get cancer because look at all us. We've been around him quite a bit. And all the people that got cancer supposedly mm -hmm. being around him, mm -hmm. they all worked at the... Um, a research company called Dimensional Developments between 1967 and 1985, uh -huh. which included even briefly Moloch after he got out of prison. Everyone that worked for that company got cancer. And then there is a... Oh, this is a... They fund the Institute for Extraterrestrial Studies, uh -huh. Extraspatial Studies. Right. And that's that place we keep on saying, uh, seeing... Right behind the newsstand. Yep. Right, which is also another company, Pyramid Deliveries, funds them. And then it shows in the background, with no text, which I think was nice, a web of companies. They all own each other, like, yeah. in some way. It's kind of like, have you ever... So, this was on education, and I just learned about this today. Do you know Kit Kat is, is made by Nestle everywhere in the world, except the U.S.? And you know who makes them in the U.S.? Who? The competitor, Hershey's. You're like, what the fuck? Or uh, Snapple is owned by the Coca-Cola Corporation everywhere except Europe. And in Europe, they're owned by such and such company. And do you know who owns that company? Who? Coca-Cola. <laughs> and it's like, what the? F what is this web of... I mean, we know what it is. It's to hide funds and keep all this like money flowing through. And you locate your profits where you need them to be. And you give payouts to fucking rich pricks and like it's all for a purpose but it's a fucked up purpose oh yeah like there, there's no such thing as a company just being a company right unless you go to that diner down the road from yeah. you and even then it's risky no it's... those are usually on the up and up but the point is guy selling weed and buy a dumpster in the back then you know it's local <laughs> like if he's not if he's selling like coke you're like oh okay they're shipping stuff in but if it's just some dope that's a good place to eat that's where you want to go like good old taste of home. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna name any places where that happens because I don't know if it does. Because I would never. I make I'm incriminating myself. I actually don't know, but it just seems like a funny bit to play. Yeah. So I'm keeping it alive. Keep it alive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, keep it alive. Mm. Nice. <laughs> so he goes through and he's like, "Well, let me just run some numbers," and he does. And she's trying to talk him out of it, and he's like, "Listen, I'm doing all this investigation. You know who else has been doing all this investigation? Rorschach. Rorschach. You know who's batshit nuts?" Rorschach. You know who probably has a different perspective that I can get some info from? Rorschach. Also, I want to point out, all during this, he is super confident. I was going to say that too. So, we know he's kind of paunchy, and we'll see the paunch later, but for these two pages, he's like, there's like, you know, it shows his jaw off, it shows the muscle definition in all his arms, he's standing up straight, and he's like, looking good, feeling good. And also we pan by uh, the devastation of the inside of Archie where it's just clothes oh, yeah. strewn about because they got rampant in there. Yeah, good old boy just needed to get his dick wet. Need a little romping. Yeah, a little, little toss in the hay. You know, a little... You just gotta fuck the sadness away. Yeah, I was trying to use some fun euphemisms. But sometimes you just gotta die there. Yeah, you just, you gotta, just, really just gotta, gotta go, go in raw. Yeah, I get it. Like cookie dough. Like cookie dough. So I'm gonna start saying to my wife, be like, hey baby, you ready for some cookie dough tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no bake. <laughs> oh, wait. But that's not raw, because no bake is just what it is. Yeah. That didn't work. It's got, you, you gotta be able to bake it. Yeah, snickerdoodle. Bake. Let me get some of that snickerdoodle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got that... Wait, what cookies have filling in them? 
Do those cookies that have the Hershey's Kiss pushed into them, do they have a name? Oh, I don't know what they're called. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking they're about. They're good though. cookies. Yeah. Except for them, they make them peanut butter. Um, I like them sugar cookie with Yeah, I, I want the sugar cookie. Right. I'm, I don't want no peanut butter in my cookie. No. No, peanut butter doesn't go in a cookie or a cake. No. I am starting to come around on peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Get it out of my cookies and my cakes. See, my thing is I cannot eat peanut butter if I smell it. Smells turn me off foodie. Fun fact, we were just talking about this a second ago. One of the tests for Alzheimer's, and this is specifically Alzheimer's, uh, is that your, uh, what's it called? The factory? The factory that runs in your mouth and your nose? Ooh, I don't the, know the, name the of... olfactory is that what it's called maybe your olfactory senses isn't that your, your sniffer? i'm not a doctor i think that's your sniffer not a real doctor not a real doctor. um anyways your smell one of the big tests uh for uh alzheimer's is you know how that sense is all working whatnot so they will use peanut butter and put it up to each of your nostrils to see if you nostrils to see if you smell it because peanut butter is one of the few foods that is a pure odifer hmm. meaning you get the majority of of it from the smell of it so like you not wanting to smell it before you eat it makes complete sense you smell it and you're like okay that's everything yep. you hit me with the brick wall i don't need to go through and that yeah that's pretty neat well okay. if it's in a reese's then i'm just like well come on it's reese's yeah. I mean, come on what are we animals we know what we like <laughs> although i like reese's pieces more i know most people like reese's more but pieces they just they do it to me baby they do it to me especially in ice cream mm. then they do it more oh i love them anyways so he says, yes, I'm going to do it. Woo. And they're going to break Rorschach. I mean, really, it doesn't go more than that. It's a back and forth of, of, oh, except for the fact that she brings up John about 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 times. Oh, yeah. Like a punk ass. Oh, I just noticed something. This middle panel where it shows the clothing on the, the, the seat. Yep. You can see them in the cameras. Right. Yes. Archie's front end is just always uh, looking, which I like just all the different... Um, equipment we get to see of night owl you get the night owl car the night owl helicopter you get to see the night owl uh segways and stuff like that it's really hey did a... you load those hover bikes <laughs> yeah exactly that's what they're talking about and she smokes a lot of cigarettes now i'm concerned for her health but that's yeah point. i mean d don't worry right the cancer will come from dr manhattan right and that giant blue well actually it's not giant in this no it's not yeah it's... his regular sized blue dick so in the way I interpret that, as with everything, when we, we're not going to talk about the movie, but when we get to it, is that everything in the book was meant to be as mundane as can possible. So this penis is like your just run-of-the-mill, like there's a body and a penis, move it on. Yep. Like the statues of Greece. You're just like, fine, that's whatever, and you don't worry about it. Scott Snyder decided with the action scenes, with the penis scenes, with the emotional scenes to go like, we got to ramp it up. Like, we're going for Michael Bay meets... what's Who's someone who does emotion, like, really intensely? Uh, 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 who did... James Cameron uh, with, like, the suspense level of someone like... Uh, um, who's the guy who hates Marvel? Uh, uh, Scorsese? Yeah, of, like, the super dramatic event elements of Scorsese. Like, he really... Oh, was coppola that did the, the coppola did the really over the top one like scorsese i'm actually fully on board with but coppola took it like the next level and was like fuck them all they're all shit the shite i don't think he's scottish but they're the lowest of the low so now he is 
I'm pretty sure he's Italian. <laughs> I'm 100% With a name like Coppola, probably. Yeah, 100%. I mean, with the guy who made the Godfather mm-hmm. movies, I, I would hope that he was Italian. <laughs> but the point is, um, the, the book is aggressively mundane, and when we get to the prison break in a little bit, that helps to hammer it down. And even when you go think about how the movie did the prison break, it really shows, like, he wanted just as much uh, high-octane, like, emotion behind every scene you had to fight like a badass your penis had to be flopping like a badass <laughs> you had to do everything like a badass the sex scene over the top like we talked about that on the left well we're not here to talk about the movie that's a separate yeah. podcast and we'll get to that we're in prison yeah we're in prison uh sing sing so what's happening in sing sing there's a guy watching rorschach a, a, a police officer mulherney mulherney and he's like what are you guys doing here and there's three people and he's just like huh How's the wife? He's like, no, really, you're not supposed to be here. How's the kid? Heard you got a kid. No, I'm what? Come, Fine, five minutes. Because I know you're going to murder my family. Five minutes. And he calls it a day. And turns out it's this little punk-ass guy whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. but it's... Big figure. Is that it's his mis- name? I think it... No, I think it's just Mr. Figure. Mr. Figure. But, but that's what uh, Rorschach calls him, yeah. Big Figure. So Rorschach just... It's worth uh, saying during all of these, Rorschach doesn't move. Or oh, yeah. his face doesn't change. His body posture doesn't change. The man is a robot at this point. Yep. So he, this guy, the, the, he's a, uh, a little person. Uh, yes. And he's got his two big-ass bodyguards. And he's like, Rorschach, it's been a long time. Although, uh, uh, and he goes, big figure, small world. <laughs> he's a little person, but they drew him with the dimensions of a child instead of a little person. Right. They made him seem um, just proportionally shrank down. He doesn't yeah. have dwarfism. He probably has, uh, there is a, a term for it, but I don't know what it is. Because dwarfism means your proportions aren't right. And the other one means your proportions are correct, you're just small. Because, yeah, dwarfisms have these the small arms and the stocky torso. That That's an actual, like, grading. And apparently for Danny DeVito, it's a bone disease. Right. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. And he's 4'10", so he's not legally declared a little oh. person. You have to be under 4'10". Because my sister-in-law is for a le- That's an old thing. Maybe they've clarified that by now to be less <laughs> fucking rigid and ridiculous. Um, my my sister-in-law is uh, 4'11". So we were like, you're almost there. So we would be really insensitive. Your and- sister-in-law is almost a midget. Yeah. I mean, small person. Small person. Little we'll person. See, see, I avoided saying that for like the last five minutes. Anyways. Um, so he's ma- he's being cheeky and just making small guy jokes. And he's like, ha small world. I like that. It's very good. Uh, and basically what he's telling him is, that guy in the last panel that he threw that hot oil on, yeah, he's about to die. And when he does, the entire prison's going to riot. And when that riot happens, we're coming for you. Coming for you. He's like, <laughs> what you going to do when we come for you? And then he goes, uh, you know, you, when, when he, he croaks, this place blows. And then you die by inches. And he just goes, tall order. <laughs> he's pissed off. And he's like, I'm going to get him. So they walk away, you know, confident of the plan. And then we go back to Night Owl's house to see Detective Douche, as I like to call him, to steal a phrase. Yeah, I don't remember this dude's name. Oh, Stephen Fine. Yeah, his, his, I was going to say, it says it right there, but I, I don't like him. He is Detective Douche for all intents and purposes. All intensive purposes. Yes, Sorry. intensive purposes. Porpoises, there we go. <laughs> and he's basically coming in, and all he does is he gives Dan the third degree about what how did dan know the comedian he saw him at the at the uh funeral yeah. um 
you know, talks about the escape and talks about how there's a bird on the calendar, an owl. And basically, he's just doing that thing where he's like, I'm not going to say, but you know exactly yeah. what I'm saying to you. And he, he ends it by... I didn't notice that there's a copy of Spirit of 77 uh, on the... Yep, from Nova Express. Oh, uh, but I have to point out my favorite part of this exchange. Right. He's talking about the calendar, the air, uh, owl calendar. Right. And the detective says, uh, you know, there's two kinds of people who have, have calendars. People who peek at next month's picture in advance and people who don't, which are you. And he just has the most offended look on his face. I don't. And also, remember how... I just imagine that that one thing. Like, he is so upset that anyone would think he would peek at next month's. Like, I can't believe... It, it's like... You a, come into my home and insult me like this? It's like when someone puts a drink not on the coaster, and you can see that, like, housewife mm. just being like, the coaster. It's like, they're not going to tell you. But, uh, but this lends to what we said earlier with how confident he looked and what I was saying. Nope, he's paunchy. He's got that frown back on his face. It actually like uses less uh, descriptors to his face. Like for example, look in your top right panel. Look at Fine's face and then look at Dryberg's. <laughs> like the effort that went into drawing it. Oh, is... that's my favorite panel of this of right. this uh, uh, chapter. So for everyone, if you have a copy, it's chapter page, eight. Chapter eight, page nine, the top right panel. Just, just look at him. Look at how upset he is that someone would think that he would besmirch his cal own calendar. Yeah, you ought to. It pays to look ahead. But he ends it with a really important thing that kind of like hammer in the coffin. He points out earlier that hammer in the coffin, nail, nail in, in the, the coffin. coffin. He points out that uh, you know for his coffee he uses sugar cubes and he's like, oh, they only come in bulk or what does he say on a pallet or some bullshit. Like, like catering packs in yeah. catering pack, right? And he goes, yeah, I believe they do. And then at the very end, he goes, uh, uh, Rorschach, when we caught him, you know what he had in his pockets? Sugar cubes. Weird, huh? <laughs> I'll see you later. And then he walks out. And uh, Lori at this point comes down, and she's like, what was that? And he's like, oh, we got we got to go. Well, I got to go, Jimmy. Was that on this podcast? I talked about that from Goodfellas. I got to go. Oh, Maybe. It's a, it's a really good scene in that movie another scorsese masterpiece so right i'm pretty sure goodfellas was scorsese so he sets up you know so? we have a, a time limit because they know who i am and we can't play no games uh and then we go to the frontiersman Ooh, uh the next Ooh, uh, might sneeze uh but like the next <laughs> oh bless you my child the next six pages are all good because the top six panels of each of the pages will tell one story one story while the bottom is just all the setup that uh dan and uh, Lori are setting up to go do the break the coop they're gonna get him and in the top left so we're gonna start with page 10 it is just the frontiersmen and they are just preparing the newspaper and there's this fat chubby stupid intern who just can't seem so to get any, yeah, he can't get anything right he's like oh this picture uh do you want this and he's like okay listen Get out of my face. Oh, yeah, he's super racist, by the way. Oh, uh, The guy racist. who runs the Frontiersman, which is not really a surprise, I guess. But he talks about how he finds a paper called, uh, where was it? I got to find the term for it. The It's addressed 
to the people of the United States of America, <laughs> which I thought was great. I was trying to find that too. And he's like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever, put it in, that's fine, because that's the kind of stuff we run at a high a highbrow paper like this. And he also uh, is, decides to point out that, you know what, get out of my face, go get lunch, no, no Gunga Diner shit, no hanky head garbage. Get me a hamburger, an American hamburger. So racist. What are those? So hanky head, I can, I know what that is. That's like any Turkish or Islamic food, like anything, any Middle Eastern food where the people wear turbans. Um, what's gunga? I want to say it's like something African. Ah, that would make sense. Yeah. But it, is it racist for me to say that would make sense? Now I'm confused. I don't know. Well, let's do some quick research and hopefully. I'm telling the government you, ra you search racist stuff. Then you're going to jail. Uh, it's just going to be Gunga Din. Of fruits or nuts that ripen in the sun, unripe green and cooking. Huh. Maybe he's just calling out a type of food there. <laughs> like, I really don't like polenta. <laughs> or some bullshit. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what that's supposed to mean. 80s. 80s lingo. Yeah, 80s lingo. Just I'm, ass I'm assuming it's racist. Right. And he, he kicks him off and he says, I'll finish this. And it's the issue of the New Frontiersman that is going to be released uh, as a retort to uh, the Nova Express 70, Spirit of 77. And then in the page 11, the top of it is, the guy who we've seen over and over and over, who suddenly disappeared, and a woman who is the artist, and they're discussing the work they've been doing together for a little bit. Yeah, from what they're how they're talking about it it sounds like they're working on a movie yes and in the background you see a ship pull up uh to in the ocean and in front of that is a massive massive tarp covering something uh and what she's drawing at first looks sensual yeah then she must be that famous painter that paints the vaginas yeah and then it looks a little terrifying. Georgia O'Keeffe. And then it looks sensually terrifying. Oh, yeah. that. Uh... It's like it's like a vagina with tentacles and a butthole and a beak. Yes. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah, they, they talk about a beak, too. Yeah, they do point that out. And they, uh, so she's like, oh, you know, doing this has been crazy. Uh, this And the guy's like, yeah, this reminds me of a story I wrote. And she's like, oh, I hope it is better than better experience than that page I wrote for you. Where the young chew their way out of their mother's womb. Hmm. That's I don't know what this dude's writing. I don't want to know. Oh, he's like, all he right. writes the pirate stuff. No, I know what he oh. writes. I don't want to know what he's writing there. Oh, ooh. And he's like, all right, well, we're all finished. Should we go say goodbye to our baby? And he's just like, baby, if that's any baby of mine, there's just got to be a more enjoyable way of making them. Hmm. Uh, and he's, she's, he's like, okay, come on. We'll go check for a family resemblance. Let's give the tyke a final once over. Um, so they're walking to see something, and I assume it's what she drew. Because, like I said, vagina, tentacle, butt beak. Uh, and it's dated for the 31st, and her name is Manish. And the first time I, I read this, this part made no sense to me. I'm like, why is this clut cluttering right. the pages? And now I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. This is the page oh. I completely forgot about. 100%. Also, it's worth noting, the bottom setup for what they're doing, they're fueling the ship, they're getting their suits on, he looks trim again. Oh, the yeah. bottom left. I mean, Night Owl looks toy. But that's for another day. Yeah, he looks like, you know how buff actors will get shredded for a movie? Right. And then 
once they're done filming and they just go back to normal. There's a paparazzi picture of them on the beach. Yeah, and they're still muscular, but they got the punch. Like, that's just a natural thing that happens in dudes when they're not specifically toning. Actively yeah. working it. And yeah. also, do you remember the body shaming of Jason Momoa? Yeah, well, like, what? Post-Aquaman, they were like, look at this dude with his dad bod. I saw that picture. He's freaking shredded. He still has a six-pack. Yeah. But he's not, like, malnutrited, dehydrated, starved muscly. Yeah. Which is actually, uh, Hugh Jackman talked about uh, on the filming of The Wolverine, the one that takes place in Japan. He was like, and Chris Hemsworth has said this about uh, not Ragnarok, Thor 2. Uh, he talked about how before a filming, he would go like 24 hours without water. He would eat something incredibly salty to dehydrate him to make the veins pop and all that. And like mid-scene when he's flexing, doing his Wolverine thing, he would be like on the verge of passing out. Because that's how they want your body to look. They yeah. want you to push yourself to death so that they can get that shot of the unrealistic body so girls can go, oh my god, look at his areolas. They have muscles. And you're like, uh, but I'm a paunchy boy. Do why can't you show a paunchy boy over there that I can look at? That would be so much awesomer. Like, yeah. like, like Chris Pratt should have never buffed up for Star-Lord. He should have stayed du Andy Dwyer. Oh, yeah. He'd have been paunched. Ruined him. Yeah, it's just, it's... Unrealistic standards for men. Yeah, and you shouldn't body shame fucking yeah. Aquaman. Yeah, I, that's really it. You know what? I was going to start making jokes about how, like, you know, women have never experienced this. You know, I got no time for that because it's not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. The point is, you can't body shame Jason Momoa. Yeah, you can't body Even shame Jason Momoa. Even he put on 100 pounds, he's still flawless. Yeah. Also, I heard that he's, like, one of the nicest guys yeah. ever. And actually, if he put on 100 pounds, he'd look a lot like Maui from uh, Moana. Hmm. I'm on board. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That'd be really awesome. Yeah, that would be very awesome. God, he's the best. He is. He's just the best. Anyways... This so, is Net welcome to the Jason Momoa podcast, <laughs> yeah. where we do Are all we going to start Jason a Jason Momoa appreciation podcast? Because if so, sign me <laughs> up. I could spend at least 20 minutes talking about it. The whole show. Uh, anyways, so what we get here uh, in the next page, again, on the bottom is set up, and basically for the next six, like he was saying, it's just them taking off and flying to the prison. Yep. So top left, page uh, 12, is Hollis Mason carving a jack-o'-lantern with his faithful puppy dog and in the background the news is talking about uh the uh, sing sing and the riots that are about to happen it's talking about the nova express paper and all the hysteria that's caused and the new frontsman's piece uh the guy who wrote the, or no the guy in charge of nova express talking about how the new frontsman's oh, yeah, piece Roth, i think his name is right the new frontiersman piece attacked him so it's just like back the way i interpret this the new frontiersman is fox and Nova Express is CNN. That's how I interpret the two sides here. Like, neither of them are right. Neither of them are wrong. One of them's a bunch of fascists. The other one's a bunch of bitches. I would say it's more uh, MSNBC. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fox is right, MSNBC is left, and CNN tends to be more centrist. Whoa. I've seen my Facebook feed, and I know you're lying right to me. They wanted those buttery males you know, hidden up and taken care of. They wanted Hillary at the top and other taglines from the 2016 election. Okay, let me revise. CNN is owned by the lizard people. Thank you, because they are, and they want to turk gerbs, and they're trying to get my <clears throat> guns. 
Gerbs. Now, I need one gun for every orifice, because I assume that's what gun owners do. They shove them up their butts, yeah. they shove them in their mouths. I mean, honestly, from how some of them fetishize them, I would not be surprised if they use them in the bedroom. It's probably true. Not that we, not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. I'm actually a pretty big gun supporter. I have a couple guns in my house right now, and that's fine. And I definitely shove them up my butt. But the point <laughs> is, you don't have to share yeah, I don't to have everyone. to talk about how much I like it on my butt. I've gotten like three quarters of that barrel up there and I'm going for the whole yeah, thing. You don't have to ju- join the gun in the butt of <laughs> I think that's lobby. Yeah, the NRA stands for near rectal assembly and that's where they put pistols together inside their butts. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. They're good at it. I've seen it. I'm just saying. Not you remember, political power. You remember, when, remember in Forrest Gump when he's... <laughs> doing the pistol pop, 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 pop. they do that but with the with the butt cheeks they clap their cheeks together yeah yeah and then the pistols together and they're ready to go hunting yeah it's cool i was there nam <laughs> all the clapping cheeks yeah. i'll never forget them when you know how to do it it's a skill it's an art it's, it's it really is anyways I, I did not realize this was hollis mason until i later on oh yeah yeah i was like oh the dog and the jack lantern yeah that's what gave it away was the dog for me which the jack lantern at the very end obviously but yeah the dog i saw him i was like oh what a pooch and also he's wearing a sweater yeah he's always wearing a nice cardigan he's He's the mr sweater he's the mr rogers of the universe so they're talking about it going on about doug ross and the new frontiersman and the nova express and all that good stuff and it tells you just coming in the prisoner scalded by captured vigilante rorschach died this afternoon Fearing a riot, prison spokesman says they're looking into the jaws of hell. And then, the next page, number 13, the top half of it is the gang, the local gang. Uh, the top knots? The top knots, yep, yep. Uh, the newsman, the kid reading the Black Freighter, which we get more Black Freighter stuff, and uh, why can't I ever remember name? Jimmy? Joey. Joey, yeah. The lesbian come up, and basically they all just start screaming at each other about random different things. The top knot guy's like, these super fags, they're the guys I hate. Very tasteful term. I believe still politically correct if you want to try and use it. Um, I would highly recommend you do it when you're all alone, surrounded by a bunch of gay people. They love it. It's like a rave. It turns into a rave. Give it a shot. Give it a good old try. Um, and they're talking about, you know, the, the top knot guy is basically ranting about how the Manhattan guy, he's the cause for all this. Uh, I can't believe this. And she's like, Oh, you! I, I got. Oh, oh yeah. First, she wants to find an apartment to rent because she busted with the line with her girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, "I need a place." And, a line? Yeah, a line. Yeah. And then That's there's this little uh, fiend, I guess is what I would call call him. Her a fiend asking yeah. for Katie's, which is, I'm assume heroin. Oh, um, it's in the the political cartoon at the end, uh, where one side says reefers, this other side says KT twenty eights. So I'm guessing those are the Katie's, and they look like pills of some sort. Opioids of some sort, probably. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, she's fiending. And anyways, at the very end of it, it, the newsman looks down at the paper while they're all fighting. They all want it. The paper hasn't come in yet. It literally just gets delivered, and he goes, oh, Jesus, see this? Sing Sing erupts. Captured vigilante sparks riot. Five dead already. And he's like, well, I guess that's it. I guess the balloon goes up. Or the balloon's gone up, which... Classic Alan Moore style and Dave Gibbons style and John Higgins style. John Higgins. I'm not yeah, going to forget. True. Um, when he says that is when Archie and, you know, Night Owl and uh, 
Miss Jupiter, are going up into the sky. Oh, we do get a tiny bit of Black Freighter wheel. Right, right, right. We don't actually get a panel of it, but we can see... It uh, doesn't come back for a minute, but... See the kid uh, reading it, so we get a, like, a little bit of the panel within the panel. Yep. And this is post him saying he embraced the madness. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's having a conversation with his dead shipmates. Their voices spoke from beneath the raft, thick, bubbling, the conversation of the dead, dreary, bitter, endlessly sad. In... Intermin interminable? Am I saying that right? Interminable bad news. Interminable bad news from mouths wherein the little fishes dart. We talk together, my rotted fellows and I. Uh, right there. Oh. Yeah, inter interminable. I have difficult difficulty with the abominable words. Yes, yeah, like, I agree. I can't say the abominable abominable, abominable snow. The yeti. The interminable snowman. Yeah, the interminable, interminable winter yeti. I had to go to speech therapy as a Just, child. Yeah. Okay, snow sasquatch. Yeah, uh, I yeah, that one's hard for me. There's a couple words that do that to me, and there's words I just don't like saying, and I'm not gonna say them now because then I would be saying them, and I refuse. Yeah, there's definitely words that I know and understand, and I can say them in my head, but I can't speak them. Right, speak them, speak them. Mike Tyson, I'm gonna punch your lights out. <laughs> I'm gonna punch your light though, you got it? Uh, so what happens here is the bet. Yeah, Mike Tyson's Black Energy. Oh, he has an energy drink that gets sold in Poland called Mike Tyson's Black Energy. And it's pretty good. It's like, uh, it's like Red Bull, slightly sweeter and slightly more chemical. I haven't gotten to try one yet. It's very the, good. The, I'll the, buy an extra next the, time. Yeah, the Polish uh, merchant hasn't, uh, Vendor. I was like, merchant. Mer no, merchant. It's fine. <laughs> it's but, Polish... I mean, technically, it's kind of it. Yeah, but... the Polish vendor hasn't been to uh, uh, my work site in a while. You guys get stuff there? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, we... Like yeah, the we... Amish? Uh, yeah, the Amish come, and uh, the Polish guy comes, and there's a few others. Like, I think Charter Oak was there a couple days ago. Yeah, they do random setups. Uh, but anyways, this yeah. next uh, two pages, 14 yep, and 15... are we're finally to the prison... It's awesome. So basically, the ride happened. Uh, Mr. Uh, figure? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Figure and his goons are there. And they brought a uh, torch, an arc welder type thing. A, a plasma cutter is probably what it is, right? Don't they call it a plasma cutter? I think they uh, called it the uh, an arc welder. Arc welder. There yep. it is. Yep. The goddamn arc welder. We already got delayed busting it out of the machine shop. So they're coming down. They're going to cut the lock off. And while they're doing it, Rorschach stands up. Takes his shirt off, and when he does, he's like, huh? Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, Rorschach, here it is. Halloween, when the dead things return and devils are free to roam from the night. What's the matter? Too warm in there? Gonna get plenty warmer. He goes, right. Hey, boss, you notice suddenly he ain't got no tall orders, or tall order small world shit? Maybe he figured once we slice these bars, we're gonna make him a little shorter. And he goes, fat chance. <laughs> and he says that to the fat boy. <laughs> Arr. He's like, oh, you lousy little bastard. I'll tear your goddamn heart out. You dead. You understand? Dead. We got a jam full of guys out here. Hate your guts. What the hell you got? And he's like, your hands, my perspective. And he grabs his pinkies, crushes them open, takes his shirt, ties the pinkies and his wrists all together so that he can no longer move. And he's crying because, well, his pinkies just got done. Yeah. They got major pained. You ever seen that movie? Yep. I, Here, I can help you take that, take your mind off the pain in your leg. <laughs> Crushes it. Oh, the, oh, I don't like it. Yeah, uh, that was the last movie I watched uh, 
before while well, I was in Hartford in a hotel before the next morning where I flew out to boot camp. Why? Because <laughs> you were really hoping Damon Wayans would be there? <laughs> oh, no. The action boot camp was... Navy boot camp's easy as fuck. Is it? Yeah. I know army boot camp is hit or miss depending on uh, how you handle it, I guess. So, from easiest to hardest, it goes Air Force, Navy, Army, Coast Guard for some reason? Because you've got to be the best of the best of the best, and, sir. And then Marines. Of course. Yeah, of course it's Marines. My cousin's a Marine. He's a real... He's a real sphinctal assembler, I tell you. Oh, like, yeah. Like, hardcore. I bet he could put two together at once. Well, it's crazy. All the while, all the while eating crayons. Of course, yes. Yeah. As one does. That's it's what okay, I'm a do. veteran. I'm allowed to make fun yeah. of them. It's true. You have a black friend. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so... I have a few. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we all have President Obama. I know. And that's all it took. In our hearts. In our hearts. He's so young. Yeah. I had no, like I knew he was a young president. Yeah, he, was, he got elected in his forties. Forty-eight, yeah. Yep. And he, you know, was done at fifty-six, and I was like, "What? He's not even sixty yet." Oh yeah. What? And he's the best. I love Obama. I'm not gonna say I agree with all of his politics, but as a man, like as as he how he holds himself and the way he portrays, like you know, he still does his music lists and his book lists and all that. He's just he's so great. Anyways, not yeah, a political podcast, not a political but podcast. I'm actually okay with saying Obama's a good guy on my own podcast. Yeah. That's where I draw the, that's where the politics, this is where the line is. Yeah, I think you can separate the person from the politics when it comes to the president, because a lot of the time they're going to make decisions that aren't good. Right. But uh, you're kind of like stuck in that position. I know, like people are going on about this, like the the strikes the the in, in Iran and stuff. Oh, and drone like, strikes? Yeah, and I'm like... And they're like, well, no one raised a fuss when Obama was president. I was like, I remember that being maybe the biggest deal ever when he yeah. was doing it heavily. It was like 2013. He was like really hammering them down or some shit. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that was a big fucking deal. Uh, the current president does it and the previous two presidents done done it. The fact that both a Democrat and two Republicans did it doesn't make it right. No, not at all. Uh, anyways. Yeah, not a political not podcast. A I'm so sorry. Not a political podcast. So... Yeah, uh, so let's go back to this dude getting shanked in the neck. Fat boy. Fat boy. So fat boy's <laughs> there, and he's like, can we cut through the bars? And the guy's like, it'll take too long. We don't have time for this. Kill him. He's like, oh, the boss, you, Jesus, you're kidding. You don't want him that bad. Mike, for Christ's sake. And he's like, nothing personal, Larry. And then it's like a hose of blood that just gets poured out onto Rorschach, and he's just emotionless. I've heard that if you... If your jugular, your jugular gets sliced while you're like standing up, it does. Oh yeah, because yeah. there's so much pressure yeah. of just the blood being pumped. Yeah, that'll just go goes flying. So he, Rorschach again doesn't move, and he goes, uh, "Shit, this is a mess. What do we do now?" And this little boy figure goes, "We get him is what we do. We're gonna cut through there, and then that bastard's gonna find out what the score is." And Rorschach just stands there and goes. One nothing. Your move. Come, Come and get, get me. me. So badass. So this this kind of stuff is what makes people like him, and I get that. He he's just stoic, and every motion he makes is with purpose, and he's great. Uh, but anyways, uh, except all that Nazi stuff he was really into. Anyways, uh, they're flying in with Archie, and they're shooting a lot of guns at him, which is doing absolutely nothing to Archie. And he goes. Uh, you know, hey, put your earplugs in, you dumb bitch. Except he doesn't say that, although he should, because she yeah. is. Uh, he's going to turn on the Screechers. 
and he, sure enough, he turns it on. Glass breaks. People go freaking out because they can't hear and their heads fl- glowing off. And then we get to see Rorschach take care of goon number two. So what they do is they use that arc welder, which is all electrical, to cut the door, breaks it open, and as soon as it go- breaks open, you see Rorschach step up off the floor onto his cot and chain board. Yeah. And he's like, I got you, you runty little bastard. You're going to be hamburger. You're going to be smoked meat, you stinky, lousy little. And then what Rorschach does, he just he destroys the toilet. the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Just freaking like in a swift motion, because we've seen he's pretty strong, destroys the toilet, which puts water all over the ground. And the cord for the arc welder is frayed all the... It's, it's an old piece of shit arc welder yep. that's at a prison. So sure enough, the electricity gets in and shocks him. And he They should have known the moment he stepped onto his bed, like... He's doing something. Yeah. But they're dumb idiot criminals, dude. They're not some smart fancy pants boys. They were just wanted the death. Yeah, they they're not to... fancy pants boys like us. They wanted Moita. Yeah, we're fancy. Yeah, we're we have end. the fanciest of pants. Yeah, man. Just you know what? I like my snickerdoodles with a little gold flake on top. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? You oh, or, or about? like that one time that we uh did that podcast with that Goldschlager. I was actually thinking of doing that again. Not to that degree. Oh, no. That was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Roll back one shot. Yeah. And maybe don't use Goldschlager just because that was a little... Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah, it wasn't a good choice. And I well, think it I was... wasn't quite Goldschlager, but it had... It was similar where it had the gold flakes. No, no. It was... I it, bought That a... was Goldschlager? Yeah, it was like a $50 bottle of Goldschlager. And oh, I was Jesus. Like, I was like, yeah, I want this. Like, if we're doing this, I'm going to do it. <laughs> And at the time, I didn't have a mortgage, so I was like, sure, <laughs> I can spend this stupid money on booze, but now I'm going to be frugal, buy the shittiest well vodka for $8 for a handle, and we'll just go to town. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. That will be our issue 12 extravaganza. <laughs> um, so yeah. We, it, oh, we should like start drinking lightly in the beginning and just up ramp, it up. Ramp, ramp. I would like to do a uh, marathon like live podcast stream because you can stream straight to your SoundCloud account that'll go, uh, you know, people who can listen to it and and then when you're done, it'll post to all everything. So mm. I, I have thought about that. That would be a really fun thing to just sit with friends like when me, you and DJ and Jake hang out yeah. and just like have like a video game set up over there where we're just kind of chatting and playing and yeah, it'd be good. If people would like to hear that, it might be something I'd do. I'll ask. A couple of my friends have started from back home in New York I started listening, so. Oh, nice. Anyways, so uh, then I like this part, Rorschach, you know, obviously the guy's dead and Mr. Figure's freaking out. He goes, hmm, never disposed of sewage with toilet before. Obvious, really. Two nothing, your move. And Mr. Figure sprints out of there. He's like, I gotta go, Jimmy. I gotta go. And now uh, the next couple pages are gonna be alternate, alternating panels between... Right. Uh, Dan and Rorschach. Yep. So uh, Dan and, and Sally are basically, they're in the prison now. I just had a small re- revelation. Uh-huh. The Rorschach chapter, we talked about how, like, his real name is Kovacs. Right. He only answers But only answers to Rorschach, and even, like, the psychologist answers to Rorschach. I realized the entire time we've been doing this, through all eight episodes, we keep on calling everyone else by their name not their superhero and we know his name is kovacs but we still call him warshak even though there's no costume there's no nothing that's true i mean i even call him dr manhattan john more than i call him dr manhattan yeah except the comedian too but again that's fair because the comedian's warshak's 
biggest idol. So, you know, that makes, that checks out. And also, you they never really call him, uh, not Arthur. Uh, uh, Edward Blake. Edward, there it is. I don't know why I was going to Arthur, but they never really call him Edward yeah. Blake. Only Sally calls him Eddie, and then that's about it. Otherwise, yep. it's comedian. But anyways, yeah. what's a good point? So there, like even the book makes you do it. It's it's, 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 it's really good writing. It's the best writing, the best. So uh, he's like, she's like, well, the lights are out. What the hell is this all about? And he's like, oh, the backup lights will kick on unless someone really fricked with the electricity, which is pretty funny because at that point, the way Rorschach can get off the bed, he just pulls on that cable that that the arc welder was and just unplugs it, just yep. like rips on it and it unplugs and de-shocks everything. Uh, and then he gets down, his is the easiest to do, he gets down, walks out of his cell, walks down the hallway, keeps walking down the hallway, you see Mr. Figure sprint into the men's room, and he just follows. Meanwhile, Night Owl and uh, Sally Jupiter, or Silk Spectre, Lori. I was doing so good. I know. I was so, that's my one, it won't happen again. So then, anyways, then Sally, ah, uh, I was just kidding. <laughs> no. So, uh, Silk Spectre and Night Owl are going through, kind of talking their way through it. There's bad people everywhere. They punch them. This is the only action scene in this entire thing, which is why the movie, which I, I'm going to save to go in detail with when we get to the movie, that's it. They do a full choreographed over-the-top fight scene, and that's it. And they also, which I hate, show Rorschach get his stuff back in the prison. He doesn't. Nope. He just leaves. Because why would he get... Anyways. Um, they follow him and then they see him and and uh, uh, Silk Spectre, or Lori, is kind of, now you've got me not wanting to call her Silk Spectre, but I also want to because you said I don't and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, you fell for my trap. They find his cell. My trap card. He's like... Uh, Oh, Pot of Greed it's is not, not a, tra- a trap, trap card. card. Yeah, he, ta- he taught us the thing. I don't remember what he said it was, but he taught us the thing. Uh, oh, he let you draw another card. No, no, I know what the card did. Oh. Yeah, but I don't remember. It, it, was it a monster? Yeah. No, it's a spell? Don't... Yeah, I don't know how Yu-Gi-Oh works, I don't know. Man. I, uh, yeah, neither. Yu-Gi-Oh, digital monsters, Yu-Gi-Oh are the champions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they find a cell and you know oh is he here no he isn't but i think he's been here and they find him and the way they find him is they see a guy walking down a hallway and she's just like hmm he looks an awful lot like that picture they showed of him without his mask i'm not sure it looks like his posture though like that's how rorschach is you would know him by his posture he's never not walking perfectly upright broad-shouldered with his hands in his pocket that's all he does he's just like hey Rorschach? Yeah, we better get going. We're here to bust you out. No, we're not interrupting anything. And he just goes, no, excuse me, have to visit men's room, which he does. And then he just walks out, and all you see is a liquid come out from underneath the door. But she, Sally, God, that's two. Won't happen again. Promise. Yeah, but remember, three strikes, you're out. Yeah, three times. Then I'm the host of the podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) There's a lot riding on this. Uh, So she's just being, like, super antagonistic about it. Antigronistic? Because Tigger's a wonderful thing. Mm. They're bouncy, trouncy, fun, 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 fun. Or uh, antagonistic, because Antigone is the daughter of Oedipus, 
I believe you oh, said a pretty good joke about him the yeah, other day. Oedipus, you say. Well, yeah. I don't have time for that. I'm in the middle of something. Uh, or antipathiness. Because antipathy is another word that starts with an. Yeah, you're right. So, all right. <laughs> so she's just being a jerk. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> a jerk. Yeah. And jerky McJerk face. Yeah, and she's just kind of goading him like, Ugh, what pisses me off, we came to rescue him. He doesn't even thank us. doesn't even say hello. Hell, what's he doing in there, that bumping? He's like, it's okay. I think I just heard him flush. And then she walks out. And he goes, there, did what had to be done, can leave now. Really? I mean, are you sure? We didn't want to get too reckless and go head... Or go diving headfirst into things, and he goes, "Hmm, good advice. Sure, there are many who'd agree with you." Again, he's still exactly who he is without change. Which they talk about seeing each other, and he says, "Incidentally, good seeing you in uniform, Daniel, like old times, and it's pretty nice." And he <laughs> brought out retirement, taking mass killer seriously. No, and they're talking through it, and. Uh, they call down Archie, and they turn off the screechers, and they get into Archie, and they fly away. And I don't really know why, but Rorschach stays sticking out of the top of it, just looking back yeah, on the prison. Yeah, it's almost vertical right there. Oh, yeah, they're flying up, and he doesn't care. He's yeah, just, he, he should be falling out and dying right there. Nope, he just likes it. But Night Owl points out, hey, we have to swing home. They definitely know who I am. They're definitely going to loot my place. I have some stuff i got to grab. And he does. And the calendar uh, that was shown before the November one with the mm -hmm. hawk grabbing the little bird, mm -hmm. very metaphorical for what's going to happen. Yes. So, uh, Lori is, she's like, well, you Spoiler, know. Spoiler, sad boy hours time. Sad boy hours time. Uh, he's like, all right, you know, every, he's loaded up everything upstairs. Uh, now he just has to go down to the basement. And what are you doing, Lori? And she's just changing the calendar because in one hour it'll be November. And he's like, well, you sound upset. Is everything okay? Yeah, it's just stuff catching up with me. The jailbreak, the war thing. Everything's just so shitty. Guess I want somebody to wave a wand and make it all better, you know. Spoiled, entitled piece my, of shit. My old boyfriend used to wave a wand and change the matter of the right. universe. I remember saying that her and Dan are the most plain, the most the most lame of them all. I take it back. He is. She's a bitch. <laughs> all right? And yeah. I just, she must have had Jamaican for lunch because... It seems like she ate some jerk chicken. <laughs> Ain't recovering from that one. Mm. You better hope she don't get your number, buddy. Oh, no. Well, this is 1985. It's now 1920. So she's Wait, old. You know what they say? 1985, I arrive. 33 years. Damn, I'm grateful I survived. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. You know, wow, that almost two years ago now. K.O.D. by J. Cole. One of my favorites. I'm going to listen to that at work on Monday, too. With the podcast about the devil, Will Smith. Yes. Of course. Uh, so uh, she says, you know, oh, I've just got to go to the living room. My mom's got some stuff she insisted I keep. Let me go check it out. And she walks in. There's her purse. She goes, picks it up, and she notices the same fancy perfume called... Nostalgia. Nostalgia by... Ozymandias. Nice. And she looks in the mirror and notices a big blue leg. And then she turns around and notices a lot more blue there. And he just goes, hello. hello. <laughs> um, hi. <laughs> didn't mean to spook you. But he didn't spook instead, which actually we don't see his penis at all in this. Nope. Which is okay. But he... We see some butt cheeks. What he says to her is very simple. I'm on Mars. We're about to have a conversation. You're going to convince me to save the world. Let's go. Also, if she's been with him for like 
a decade and a half, roughly. You would think at this point she would realize that he experienced time in such a way that he's in multiple places and multiple times at once. Like, come on, Lori. Or Get even, with the times. Or even if she'd... Oh, you are... I'm going to call you Butter, because you're on a roll, Craig. <laughs> so, uh, this is fun. <laughs> that was one of my favorite running gags in uh, the last season of Letterkenny. When he's going around collecting uh, pennies yep. for the charity, and every small talk is the most like over-the-top annoying laughter for the sake of laugh. Oh, my God. Well, that's so not the last fun. season anymore. That's season seven. You haven't seen season eight? No, I saw season eight. Oh. Season eight is uh, uh, with uh, the boyfriend. Yeah. Dirks. Dirks, yeah. <laughs> very cool, very cool, very collected. <laughs> like a tomboy. Tomboy knows what he wants. <laughs> I love him. So that's what he tells her. And also, even if she didn't understand how he perceived time, she would understand how he talks. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's so incredulous that he's telling her these things. He has been doing this every time for always. Yeah, she, she, I guess she must have just had so much sad boy penis that she forgot a week ago. When you're getting banged by four blue johns, I mean that as the penis and the man, you kind of forget stuff, man. I mean, just like, you don't know what's going on. And he, which I never understood. I've talked to a lot of ladies about it. Why would a lady want to have a three-way with two dudes? It's just overwhelming. I'm not saying three ways are good in general. I'm not like advocating for other versions of three ways, but it's just, it seems like at that point, you're just a fleshlight for two dudes. Yeah. I, I'm not against it, but I don't know what like I would do in either situation. I'm like stand there, lay there and kneel there and just let everything else happen. I, I feel like I'd be overstimulated. I'm like, I, I have this one person. Yeah. Oh, what do you want? Exactly. It would be. Can we just take turns? It would be intense. It, yeah. it just, it doesn't make sense. Three ladies, three dudes or two dudes and or two ladies and a dude. Those can all work in their own fun ways. Cause everybody can pass around and do everything. But the chances of finding two by men and a girl that wants to... Oh, yeah, because there's... A, the, the logistics are just trickier. Like, at some point, your genitalia is going to touch the other dudes. No getting around it. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you got to be cool with that. Or you're going to touch the other dude in some way. Or you're going to make eye contact. Or you're going to taste them. I don't... Yeah. Uh, you, you're going to engage with that person in some way. So the chances of finding two bisexual men and a woman down to be with those two... Bi it's just slim to none. Yeah. Three gay dudes probably happens all the time. Three lesbians probably happens all the time. Two women and a guy. It's a it mythical. It seems like it's all the gay mythical. dudes have the fun. Dude, so much more fun. Yeah. I've, I, I've, I've never been able to... because Well, actually, I can grasp it because traditional home values have kind of just ingrained such an aggressive man and woman lifestyle in like American culture that anything outside of that is fantasy. You know, like how really strict christian dudes will watch a bunch of like gangbangs on the internet because it's just it's out of their realm forever <laughs> but gay dudes they throw all of that sort of preconceived notions about what relationships are right out the window they're like we're having fun we're loving each other we're doing whatever we want that can be fully monogamous that can be swingers that can be open it can be whatever they want well they don't have as many standards the the, the are not quite our generation, because I think 30s, we're still, like, have some of that ingrained in us, but we're still, like, rebelling it. But, like, 20-year-olds and shit, like, polyamory is on the rise. Like, oh, yeah. 
big time. Yeah. That whole, like, you don't have to be tied down to one person and, or like you can have people for different needs that you have. Emotional person, a sexual person, an activity per whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want. But yeah, I just, I think if I had to guess, and I'm definitely not anyone to speak on it, although I definitely am because I'm a doctor. Yeah. Not a real doctor. Not a real doctor. But I'm a doctor. Is, you know, they they allow themselves to be carried more by personal desires and whims and rules and morality, like whatever they deem, as opposed to what everyone else is prescribing to what your relationship is supposed to be. Man marries a woman, has a boy, has a girl, grow up happily, and a football star, and they pay for the rest of your life. I mean, technically, I'm living outside of that lifestyle because mm-hmm. I'm a single dude in his 30s. It's true. The statistic is I should be married at 26 or 27, and Oof. I'm not. Don't worry, I got married at 22, so the average, I pulled, you know, I'm moving it. I'm, I'm playing on the other side of the fence. Okay, then you go find me a woman to marry, and then, you know, we, we can too fix easy. it. Yeah, it's yeah. too easy. I yeah. already did. You'll, you'll, you'll put more effort into it than I do. I probably would. Yeah. Man, that's fair. Because uh, so, I am horrified of all that. I am bad at the ladies' things. I don't have time for conversation. <laughs> oh, it's scary. I... Social anxiety is real, okay? You just like to think they're the NRA and your pistol's the penis. Yeah. You know where I want to put it. Assemble this puppy. The butt? Yeah, the butt. The butt? Yeah, (laughs) dab it. Yeah, that's the butt. (laughs) butt. But I also like tennis. (laughs) That's one of my favorite jokes. uh, Anyways, so he says all this stuff we just said, and this is where super badass turns into super bitch boy. Dan walks in to see them together. Meanwhile, they just banged. She admitted that they're young lovers, and yet she can't stop talking about John. This is like his worst case scenario. The police coming to raid him. He's now a fugitive. The woman he likes and is kind of with, whatever, is back with her god of a man, and she's leaving with him to Mars. Yeah, just imagine if your your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend was just literally god. Yeah, um... Probably like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Imagine if your ex, your, your your wife is, if her ex was Ryan Reynolds. And if you're a chick, imagine if your husband's ex was Gal Gadot. She is, she's, she's a god. Mm. I mean, both in her movie role, but also she's a god. Yeah. Uh, or Margot Robbie. That's my number two. I can see. Respect the decision. Yeah. But it's not yours. Well, I'm not a blonde guy. Right. I get that. I get that. I uh, I don't have a type, really. Again, I've been with one woman since I was 15. Oh, yeah. So my type is just whatever she is kind of by default. <laughs> Which is unfair, all right? But just the point is. So anyways, he she leaves to Mars. That's all yep. I was getting at. Yeah, she goes to Mars. And Dan is super bummed out. And meanwhile, Rorschach's like, hey, man. The, the dudes, they're knocking, man. Your door ain't gonna hold up, man. Yeah, like, we gotta go. And he's like, all right, fine. You know what? She won't be traveling with us. Let's get out of here. So they load up the car, or the car. They load up Archie. They get in there and they take off. Meanwhile, Detective Douche is like, oh, I know he's, I know he's Night Owl. And they're like, why didn't you tell us? And he, well, I thought that I wouldn't need to make this so evident right this very second. You know what? Dan just uh, 
leaves without Lori and goes with Rorschach. Might be homosexual. We'll investigate later. Yeah, must remember to investigate later. Must that's remember. for sure. Uh, and he's like, oh, I, I just know it. And they see the door and he's like, I knew it. He didn't want me down this door and now we're running down and they're gone. I'll be damned. And he's, that's all he says. I'll be damned. Oh, sure. At the very least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, smart Alec. And then we go back to, this is the end of this issue, the very first time I read it, was legitimately devastating to me. It's fine now as an adult. It's not as quite as heavy for me, but... Oh, yeah, the, the next four pages is just a series of scenes that all flow into each right. other. So basically, um, before we do the... Uh, actually, let's do the Black Freighter first. So he has finally made his decision. You know what? His words are, Truly, life is hell, and death's rough hand are only deliverance. I could endure no more. Though dreading such a black, breathless end, I leapt feast feet first into the horror and he and feet first into cold and dank mortality he jumps in to kill himself in the ocean yep it's like i'm done with this like and his face is freaking deranged and he's hold, when he says that death's rough hand are only deliverance he's holding the corpsey hand of one of the people from a ship and when he lands in the water he finds out oh shit it's shallow as hell i ain't going nowhere and he looks up and he sees land and instantly He's transformed from, I want to die, because if he did, truly, he would just turn around and just go into the ocean, um, to incre so accustomed to a miserable shifting landscape of iron green, my mind could not at first grasp, grasp the meaning of this sandbar, blonde and solid. It meant that my lurching journey through darkness was ended. It meant that I had reached my destination. They'd left me for dead. They've the fiends who doubtless butchered my kin, but now I was returned upon my corpse boat. A terror they'd imagined themselves safe from, a specter of revenge, riding the flow tide home. He's gonna get him. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going His face is demented. He's like, the way the, the art is drawn is like a, you know, a movie or something. He's like inside the teeth of the shark. Oh, he means business. The other part of the story, the not as cool part. Yeah. Is the the news comes out that uh, Rorschach has been sprung out of sprung out of Sing Sing. Yep, sprung out of Sung Sung. And it was reported by a man in an owl costume. And they are like, "Well, hold on here, just one cotton pick in second. And they're like, "You can't say that anymore. That's really racist." And he's yeah. like, "Well, this is the '80s in the Watchmen universe. It's fine." And they go, "Oh, you're right. I forgot about that." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, my dad knows him." Lives over some garage near here. We ought to go kick his ass. Because of Hollis Mason's book, Under the Hood, everyone only knows him as Night Owl, even though he clearly was not the other Night Owl. Yeah. They just assume, oh, Night Owl? It's got to be that guy. I mean, they're a bunch of dumbass punks high on drugs, mm -hmm. and one of them has a swastika on their arm, so they're not that smart either. Do they, does he? Oh, my God, she does. That's yep. the Katie girl. Yep. Uh, so they're like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it! Uh, so they run, and the news guy just goes, just like old times. Also, like, she has a swastika on her arm, yet their whole getup is all cultural appropriation. Like, Jesus Christ. 80s Watchmen universe, man. Like, find a consistent way to be racist. It's true. You can't just mix and match your racism. They run by, uh... Wait a minute, is that... That might be... The psychiatrist. He might be. He's wearing the same jacket, umbrella, and hat. Oh, see, there's a nostalgia ad. Yep, nostalgia ad. 
So they're sprinting this next... Oh, I hate this. I, I just... I do. So they're sprinting down the sidewalk, running to Hollis Mason's house. They get to the mechanics. They run up the stairs. He's sitting there, and he goes, I hear you, because it's, it's Halloween. Give me a minute. Let me see. Apple Apples candy? That's it, I get? All right, all right. I hear you coming. There, happy Halloween, kids. And when he kicks open the door, or when he opens the door, they come bursting in with pipes and chains, and they... They beat him pretty good, but the they uh, he yells out, uh, you know, Ack, you old son of a bitch, you hit me. And when it says that, it's a flashback to when he was Night Owl punching someone. Because he talked about in the beginning, he still had that good right hook. Or left hook. Not yeah. right hook. He says right hook. And then someone's like, get the dog, watch out, he's trying to get up. The and dog has a costume too. Back in the in the good old days, yeah. He's like, Durf, look, this old, this is an old guy. We ought to split before. And he goes, split? What's the matter? Can't you jerks do anything without I show you how? Wow, he can't speak well. Give me something heavy. He grabs that trophy of Night Owl that says gratitude on it, ingratitude. And he goes, hey, Grandpa, heads up. Try and put a brave face on this. Hollis, Hollis Mason looks up and gets just blasted by the, uh, oh, and the you trophy. Can, you can see the outline of the trophy shadow over his face. Dude, I absolutely hate this part of this book. It's so ridiculous. And I mean, it's, it's the it's Jack good. Lantern. Jack Lantern gets crushed, and the rest of the crew like can't believe it. They're like, "What did you do?" Uh, you know, I mean, shit. Look at the guy, and he's like, "I said we're finished. Let's go." And the three kids from the beginning of the book say, "Mr. Mason, it's us. Same as last year. We're those guys who just left friends of yours." Mr. Mason, hey, come on, trick or treat. Mr. Mason, and they look in, and again, at the beginning of every chapter is the same as the end. The beginning is his trophy on his desk, and the end is his bloody trophy at his feet. Also, I didn't notice that there was a copy of Under the Hood. Yep, 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 yep. Well, he keeps copy because him and uh, uh, Dan read it and talk about it and stuff. And then, and uh, then the quote. Yep. On Halloween, the old ghosts come about us, and they speak to some. To others, they are dumb. Halloween by Eleanor Forgine? Fargione? I don't... Whatever. Yeah, I don't know what kind of J it is. It just makes me so sad. I really... I mean, that's what happens in these kind of books. That's the point. You're supposed to get connected and stuff, and Hollis isn't even a main character. It just... It really bums me out. In a good way. In, in, a, in, in a way I want, I guess. I don't know. But then uh, the final... Uh, excerpt where we would read under the hood and all those different things and you know the uh dan dryberg's input is that new frontiersman issue they were making earlier on called honor is like the hawk sometimes it must go hooded and bait I'll, I'll say the gist and you go into more detail basically he's going on about how vigilantes are the backbone of america and their heroes and their icons and the nova express thing was really breaking them down and they're a bunch of dirty dirtbags and they're and they they don't like american culture and the ku klux klan isn't that bad that's he literally says yeah. that yep and he basically just goes on over and over again about he calls out in so this is why i made that thing earlier about cnn and fox but we'll go with msnbc new frontiersman's fox they're msnbc half the stuff in this excerpt is attacking their opponent and spouting bullshit conspiracy theories and the other half is, oh yeah pure strawman and the other half is true but it's shrouded by such insane bullshit and that's kind of what like this whole bipartisan bullshit is this left versus right this republican versus democrat that's what this causes msnbc 
puts out good stuff, and they also put out batshit stuff, and you can't tell the difference. Fox puts out good stuff, but they put out some of the most hateful batshit ever. That's kind of what's happening here. I mean, I'm not. I'm talking about in the Watchmen universe. Yeah. I'm not talking about in real life because this is not the kind of podcast that would do that. But uh, that's what it feels like. Because when I while I read this, occasionally I found myself going, "Oh my god, he's calling such and such that's coming up exactly right." And then I'd read him say, uh, "Nova Express makes many sneering references to costume heroes as direct descendants of the Ku Klux Klan." But might I point out that despite what some might view as their later excess, the clan originally came into being because decent people had perfectly reasonable fears for the safety of their persons and belongings when forced into proximity with people from a culture far less morally advanced. Yeah. That kind of shit offsets anything he said that mattered. So, some points I do want to point out. First, before I go to the bulk of it, just the visuals. One, it's all like... This is the editor's right copy. Stuff sitting off, kind of off kilter. It's not perfectly lined up. And Tape. This one, there's a razor blade on it. On the same page where he says Roth, the uh, editor for Nova Express, is a cocaine addict. Yeah. So he's obviously doing cocaine himself. Hey, pot, meat, kettle. Am I right? And then this political cartoon is pretty much something Ben Garrison would come up with. I don't know who that is. He's a, a conservative... A political cartoonist that over um uh what uh when you put a word to describe something hyperbole no no on oh. a picture oh oh label oh. there we go he over labels everything and this one just has like roth tying up a superhero that's represents america while he's being assaulted by a black woman with uh, ganja a giant yeah. Jewish man who represents big business, a Mexican dude that represents crime, a Russian that's the CCP, and the juvenile delinquent who is a top-knot while, while like the Statue of Liberty is crying and John Q. Public is sleeping. It's so and on a, the nose. a mother and her daughter are sad, and in the background you see three balloons that say media hot air. Yep. Freaking ridiculous. And then like this whole thing is how he's saying Roth is being paid by the Russians. Yep. And how the politicians aren't doing anything because they're weak and they yep. can't enforce the law. That's why they need uh, vigilantes because they're like good old Paul Reveal and the Lone Ranger and the Ku Klux Klan. You know, America's heroes. Good people. Really good people. And uh, at the very last of it is he goes on to call out like, why is no one paying attention to the increasingly growing vanished persons list like it's getting bad there's a lot of people missing and no one cares and they're calling off searches and you know are they related are they not related he's kind of conspiracy theorying it a little bit um and his final word is isn't it time somebody found out just where they're going and he does call out that one painter hira manish yep so two of the people he calls out are two we saw in this thing drawing the uh vagina tentacle butthole beak mm. as i'm personally calling it also it's worth noting this whole article that alan moore himself is pretty far left yes so like th the way that he managed to write this as if it was someone from fox news writing it so good it's almost as if he's one of the best writers of all time yeah maybe Maybe. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Alright, that is uh, chapter 8, uh, Old Ghosts. What'd you think of it? Lay it on me, daddy-o. There's so much in it. 
Cuban. I know we kind of got off t- topic a lot, and we also kind of skimmed a lot because you can say what's happening very quickly. Yeah. But he doesn't skimp on giving you the insights from the characters themselves. Yeah, and I don't think we were as dissecty with the actual art as we was in previous issues. Right, and that's because there's not one story going here. There's five, six, seven. Oh, yeah. There's there's so much going on at all times and different elements. And this is where the story stops becoming Alan Moore telling you every thought the character has and starts showing you, here's where we're headed. Yep. I think we talked about on the last cast, I was like, we're halfway through this book and we haven't gotten anywhere. We're like four days into the the world of Watchmen. Really the only thing of, you know, gravitas, the only like major events that have happened are the standout attacks on costume heroes. I mean, comedian dying, Adrian and even Adrian getting shot at was like a second. That passed off. Yeah. And Rorschach getting arrested. That's really it. And Manhattan. And oh and John, sorry, sorry. Yeah. And John heading off to, to Mars. Those three things, because I'm not going to count the Adrian one, that's it. That's all that happened. This issue, you're like, oh, nope, we're ramping up, you know. Dan's going to start looking into stuff. Rorschach gets busted out. Um, the news finally says that stuff's about to happen. We lo- we get the death of one of the major characters. Like, it, it really just, wow. Yeah. Really, when it comes down to it, the whole conflict is, as we see at the end of every chapter, mm-hmm. the doomsday clock. Right. Which I learned recently, that's a real thing. Yeah. Which, and this, I think the year before, 84, Mm -hmm. was previously the closest it's been to midnight. Right. Which the closer you are to midnight, the closer you are to like humanity causing Armageddon. Right. We're actually closer now officially. What are we, 30 seconds off or a minute and 30 seconds off? A minute and 40 seconds. What a deal. I love it. I'm so excited. Whereas in this, they're two minutes from midnight. But also, it's much more frantic in the Watchmen universe. Right. Uh, As it was during the Cold War. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. So that's the whole plot right there. Yeah. Doomsday. Right. And what we've gotten in the first seven chapters was, here are the main characters in this play leading up to Doomsday what they're about, and some events that happen to them that are somehow tied to this inevitable conclusion. Right. That's why it's always giving you the taste of what's Russia up to, where are they at now, what's Yeah, that's Nixon totally saying. important. It's yeah. just a taste. It's just, here you go, here you go. A reminder. And right. This is the chapter where I think that we begin the approach. Right. Right. What'd you think of it? Oh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I'd probably go more generous than you, um, which is hard to do on a 10 out of 10 scale. So I'll just give it a 10 out of 10. In yeah, that's scenario. true. I mean, I would like to kind of maybe play with the scale, but we'll stay true to tradition. 10 out of 10. I'm going to, oh yeah, I have to go back through, do the math and find the average. I think we're averaging like a 9.75. Um, but if we take mine into account, we're averaging like a 9.99, except you gave like two books a nine and I won't stand for it. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we'll come back and we'll dress it. We'll dress it. Maybe we'll do an out of twenty for the final issue. Just see how we feel while we're drunk on Goldschlager, yeah. of course, uh, cool. and building guns in our anuses. Yes. Uh, until then, though, let's just do a normal walkout. We don't got to get anything crazy. This has been another episode of Man in the Machine. I'm Kevin, and I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. It's alive, it's alive. I was busy. 
of the man of the machine. 